137th parallel on America's haunted highway, it's Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Pixelated Paranormal. And albeit a day late, this is episode 72. And you're probably thinking to yourself, wow, this is about a day late. Well, you are not mistaken. See, October for the last couple years has been nothing short of a whirlwind of artistic creativity and events and scary movies and all sorts of crazy stuff and through the excitement of all the activities we had planned this October, I completely forgot to set up a recording time for episode 72. So it is me uh, on this episode by myself, much akin to the, uh, the famous episode where I may or may not have had the puppy flu and recorded an entire episode that I still don't remember half of because I was ill. But anyway, yes, um, I totally forgot to record uh, an episode. We forgot to record an episode because of everything going on in October. Um, I take on this really fun artistic endeavor I call Iconic Horror Icons every year. And I do uh, every day for the entire month of October, I do at least a two-hour digital portrait of something, uh, somebody famous from a horror movie, a monster or a person or something. Um, on top of that, I'm very fortunate enough to be involved with the uh, WBS Horror Fest last year and this year. And so I was uh, able to do a poster for the Evil Dead screening we had for Evil Dead 2 this year. Um, lots of crazy fun stuff, uh, came about and then it all came to a head last week, um, when Steven and I visited Rob, the, uh, you know, our founder of our show, uh, we went to Kentucky along with Corey and we had a charity event that we coined pixelated for a purpose where we live streamed video gaming for 24 hours to raise money for the children's miracle network. And we'll talk about that more next time Steven's on the show. But uh, spoiler alert, in 24 hours, our team was able to raise $1,500 um, from very generous friends and family and acquaintances and viewers. And so first of all, let me just uh, tip the hat to all of you listening who helped out. Thank you so much um, for your donations and your generosity you guys are all truly amazing, and if you didn't donate, that's totally cool, too. Thank you for just being um, you know, here to support the show, and thank you guys for those of you who watched us, who chatted with us, who cheered us on. Um, it was a, an amazing occasion. Uh, unfortunately, Preston couldn't go with us this year, so hopefully next year he'll be able to come along and uh, join for the festivities. But yeah, through that, Stephen and I were in Kentucky. Um, Hell, all the way up into the 2nd of November. And for some reason in my head, uh, we didn't have a show that was due to be posted until the 14th. But that's my bad because I was thinking for some reason the Halloween episode would come out on the 31st. But alas, it did not. Uh, we posted that on the 24th. But anyway, um, here I am, guys. I hate the idea that... Um, a podcast that I look forward to listening to doesn't have a regular scheduled episode. 
Um, sometimes I know a lot of people I talk to, they kind of sometimes base their week or their day on what podcast they may listen to due to like a car ride or a day at work or whatever. So I, I hate the idea that, you know, if you're looking forward to our show, we didn't deliver one um, today on Wednesday. So Mark uh, actually messaged me this afternoon asking me where the show was and if he was supposed to post anything or if maybe somehow we lost the recording and I completely just spaced it off. So, yeah, here we be doing this. But fear not because I do have some some content for you guys and a little bit of something, something to, to listen to me ramble about and – um I don't know how long we're going to go for, folks, shooting for half an hour. Let's see how far we can get with that. But, yeah, again, I just want to say, first of all, thank you so much, guys, for all your support through Pixelated for a Purpose. Uh, it was truly an amazing event. And then also, on the note of news for our show, um, hopefully a lot of you have seen this, and maybe this is the first time you're hearing of this, but number one, we have a YouTube channel now. That for the time being, um, all we're going to be posting on there, of course, is just our regular episodes. Preston is uploading all of those to YouTube. There won't be much of a video per se to watch. It's not going to be a live recording of us chatting or webcams or anything like that. It's just going to be, uh, for the most part, probably a couple static images filtering through. And But you can listen to us there now. That's a brand new avenue, uh, hopefully, to reach out and get some new uh, new listeners and new fans. And then also, um, through his steadfastness and just sheer technological genius, Stephen got us on Spotify, guys. And I think that is huge. Um, yeah, Steven was able to figure it out. Uh, it seemed actually it was going to be impossible at first. And then actually when Steve got into it and looked at it, um, he was able to, uh, work the magic, got a hold of Mark and then bada boom, bada bing. We are on mother flipping Spotify now, which to me is insane. The, the fact that we were ever even on iTunes as a podcast is still kind of blows me away. Um, but that's it's amazing. So big shout out to Steven uh, and Mark both for getting us up on Spotify. Steven did a lot of hard work. And uh, of course, Mark Mark is the one who hoists us up every other week or every week and posts our show for us. Uh, that's the famed Mark of Pixelated Sausage, our uh, sister podcast. Maybe it's our mother podcast. I think that makes Mark our mommy. I don't know how that works, but yeah, anyway. But yeah, cool stuff, guys. We're super stoked. Tell your friends. Uh, catch us on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Podbean, all those great podcasting uh, streaming services. But yeah, before I ramble too much farther, um, let me jump into some funny news. And again, guys, we're not a political podcast, but uh, tis the season. Am I right? Um. The bit of news I've got, I'm not giggling because it is sad when somebody dies, but um, from Daily Mail and other countless websites, dead Republican pimp Dennis Hoff wins election to Nevada State Assembly only three weeks after the porn star Ron Jeremy and a sex worker found his body at his Love Ranch brothel. And if you couldn't decipher what the hell all that meant... Dennis Hoff is the famed owner of the Bunny Bar or the Bunny Ranch or whatever the hell it's called, the Love Ranch, 
which is one of his legal brothels in Crystal, Nevada. Because in Nevada, Nevada, uh, I always think of Jackie Chan <laughs> on the Shanghai movies. Nevada. Yeah, that it, it's legal to have prostitution and illegal sex workers in uh, Nevada. So that's where this all takes place. But yeah, apparently this guy, he's the guy who owns the uh, the ranch. He's the famed pimp or whatever you want to call him. I think he had a reality TV show docu-series for quite a while about his brothel and some of his uh, ladies that worked there. And apparently at 72 years old back in October, only 16 hours after he celebrated his birthday at the Love Ranch, he passed away. And we don't know really much about how or why. All we really know is that, like I said, Ron Jeremy and one of the sex workers uh, found his body and he de- he's deceased now. But at the time, he was running for state legislation in Nevada's 36th Assembly District. And he was running as a Republican. He passed away. But, of course, weeks later, here we are this week. We just got through voting a few days ago. And Hoff's name remained on the ballot. So he took a 68% chunk of the vote out of the heavily Republican district, and he was favored to win, beating out Democratic opponent Lisa Romanov. And that's insane. So the man is dead. Rip, you know, rest in peace, sir. But he won an actual, you know, chair at the big boys table, apparently. I don't know how that works or who the hell's job it was to do the research. Somebody dropped the ball, and it is insane to me uh, that nobody was able to catch that. But um, anyway, I guess what a what a wonderful legacy to leave with. And uh, I think he went out doing the two things he loved the most, maybe. But what's insane is... Would people have really voted for him if he wasn't a celebrity? Do we think that maybe he wouldn't have actually won had he not been a celebrity? Because I could really see a lot of people sitting here laughing, just thinking, oh, hell yeah, I'm going to vote for this guy just because he's a pimp, man. He's got fucking fucking prostitutes and shit. Hell yeah. Is that the only reason why this Jagaloon won? Uh, I shouldn't speak ill of the dead, but... Yeah, is that the only way he won is because of his celebrity? And if he didn't have that, uh, would he have won out? But anyway, I believe this the way it all works out is because, of course, he has passed away. I think they just give his nomination over to, like, the next Republican. <sighs> crazy, crazy stuff. I don't know. I'm, interest- yeah, I'm interested to see how it all plays out and what happens after this. But uh, anyway, you know, rest in peace. Mr. Hoff, and uh, let's see just what happens. I'm pretty anxious. Well, like I said earlier, I don't have anything really planned to talk about. Um, It's funny because Preston and I will be joining each other uh, in about 24 hours Thursday evening tonight for, I guess, people listening right now uh, to record uh, what we thought was going to be episode 72. So we've just got a bushel of fun stuff to talk about for tomorrow night, but I can't really soil all that or, or sully that. But uh, it's kind of serendipitous because Rob reached out to me earlier today, and I'm an old curmudgeon, and I have no idea how technology works. I've never really messed around on Reddit too much. Um, But every now and then, Rob, um, because he's still very much uh, enthralled by the paranormal, um, he sends me screenshots or different uh, links 
to just weird stories about abductions and ghosts and monsters and, and goblins and ghoulies and stuff like that on Reddit. And so he kind of bailed me out inadvertently a little did he know because he sent me a really cool um, story here from Reddit about a, a potential alien abduction or maybe something that you might want to call an alien invasion or a siege. I don't know. But I want I want to read this here first, you guys, and then I'll kind of follow up with a little bit more of some alien stuff. So I think what we're going to do is just ramble and yarble on about aliens and abductions on this episode. So that way, at least you got a little something to get you by until next week. But uh, anyway, here we go. <laughs> this is from Reddit user, who's having butt sex? Alien invasion? Question mark. Not me but to my oldest brother when he was five years old at the time. He's 36 years old now, but he has sworn by the story ever since, but he hasn't told it in years, so I figure it's a hard subject for him. Anyway, I had my mom tell me again how it happened, and she said we lived in a part of Corpus Christi, Texas, where it was kind of rural but still had, you know, neighbors, and we lived next to a canyon. So one night he wakes up needing to go to the bathroom and he brings his blanket with him because it was cold. After exiting, he saw strange lights shine through the windows, illuminating the entire side of the house. So he goes downstairs. Seeing as how everything in the house is dark, again he gets a little bit scared and goes up the stairs again. But he puts the covers over him and he sort of gets on his elbows and his knees and crawls up the stairs like a soldier would crawling through mud. That's when he said he felt footsteps on him, so he stops moving. And we had one dog at the time, but he said he felt so many footsteps on him, walking across him, he actually had bruising the next day, and he said these footsteps lasted for a good couple minutes, like several things were marching over him. He could smell cardboard all of a sudden when he peeked out from under the covers and saw strange short figures that really smelled heavily of cardboard. Too scared to move, he eventually fell back asleep on the stairs under his covers, and my mom found him the next morning, and that's when he told her all about it. My mom did believe him, to a lot of an extent, because of how afraid he was and how much the experience stuck with him. But she only fully believed absolutely 100% after he was a teenager and after she read the book Communion and how the author describes the aliens smelling of cardboard and other descriptions that my brother had told her that in no way he could have known from the book because he was just a little kid at the time. And she threw the book and never continued reading it. So that's really interesting, and I can contest, uh, not to the smell of aliens and cardboard, but I just finished reading Communion myself recently, and that was a weird thing that stuck with me. A a very interesting detail here is that Whitley Strieber actually comments about how when he met the, uh, the visitors or the aliens, they smelled heavily of cardboard. And that's something that just seems so strange, and forgive the pun, but very, very alien. So I don't know. Very interesting. But this got me kind of on the old uh, 
Reddit train and I started looking up some more stuff and I figured out how to search things on Reddit. Apparently you have to put an R forward slash what you want to look for. And uh, I feel like a, a grown up now. But I, I started kind of researching a little bit more of abduction stories because alien abductions, they could be real, whether you want to believe they're 100% real. Maybe they're batshit crazy. Maybe it's some kind of just weird mass hallucination. It's really, really interesting no matter what you think about it. And uh, I, I never claimed to be abducted by aliens. I've never seen aliens to my knowledge. But I did personally have a really weird experience long, long ago. I may have shared it on the show. Um, it's short and sweet. There's no gray aliens. There's no UFOs. But something odd that happened to me and really sparked my interest of the unknown was I was probably eight or nine, I don't know, ten years old. And my room was in the basement growing up. Um, you know, at my parents' house and my brother and I had uh, adjoining rooms with a door between them. And then we each had a door that led out into the family room as well. And then we each had a pretty decent sized escape window as well in our bedrooms. Well, the basement, of course, is very dark and it was in the middle of the night. But one night I woke out of a very deep sleep. But I wouldn't really say I could tell you when I actually woke up. Because all I know is I went to bed that evening and then out of nowhere, I f came to, uh, so to speak, and I was sitting cross-legged perpendicular on my bed, staring out the doorway of my bedroom into the pitch black basement. And it sounds bizarre and it's hard to explain, but that's pretty much exactly what happened. And I, I just came to out of nowhere and I don't know how long I was staring out this doorway outside or what I was watching or waiting for or, or witnessing leave. Uh, I don't know. But I remember at the moment I was laying there or sitting there rather, I didn't realize I was sitting cross-legged because I was so out of it that I thought, oh, shit, I must have sat up in the middle of, you know, sleeping. And I laid down, you know, laid right back down. And because my legs were locked Indian style or crisscross applesauce, whatever PC nowadays, I did a backward somersault off of my bed and <laughs> landed on the floor in a really weird pretzel uh, position. And I was able to kind of free myself because I was almost pinned between the wall and my bed. Uh, there was about a two-foot space there. And I got up and I stumbled around, turned my light on, and I was freaked the hell out. I was breathing hard like, oh, God, what the, the hell happened? And this is the weird thing. This is the weird little tidbit that I'll throw in. My bed was made. Not disheveled covers, not wrinkled covers, blankets. My bed was made almost army style. Like the sheets were tucked down and the blanket was tucked in around my pillow in a manner that I have never made my bed before in my whole fucking life, ever. You know, when kids make their bed, I just pulled the blankets up, threw the pillow underneath, called it a day. This time, my bed was made in a fashion I had never done myself before, ever. And it's always perplexed me what happened. I have no explanation for it. Uh, I'm not saying it's aliens, I'm not saying anything. I'm just saying it was a very interesting predic uh, predicament, and I've never been able to uh, explain what or why it was. But anyway, um, especially since then, I've always been fascinated by visitors of the night, so to speak. 
And I don't wear a tinfoil hat. I am very much the hopeful skeptic of the show. Um, I I believe that a lot of these things could be real, but you really got to slap me across the face with a gray alien head before I really truly believe that there are gray aliens running around. But uh, if you can grab one and slap me with it, then shit, yeah, <laughs> I'll fully believe. Uh, but yeah, very much the uh, Fox Mulder. I want to believe. But anyway, um, I want to share a couple more Reddit stories on here about abductions because, um, I don't know, Reddit's very interesting. We've talked about Reddit before. That's where a lot of interesting things have come from, uh, like Slender Man and a lot of our creepypastas, you know. This is an outlet that many people can write their stories, express themselves, and also cook up a giant helping of bullshit casserole and serve it to everybody who wants to read it. So... I always say, you know, heed heed my advice and take these with a grain of salt. But if nothing else, they are at least interesting to read and very, very entertaining. So uh, I came across this one here. It's a little lengthy, and it's from user Kim Chesh. And she titles it, Aliens have been visiting me since I was a kid? Question mark. I remember when I was a kid that me and my brother would see these dark figures sometimes at night when we were half asleep. Of course, now that I'm grown, I figured it was just our imaginations. That was until recently. I decided to share my story and experience to anonymous people online instead of my family or friends for the fear of them thinking I'm crazy or making it up. I myself don't fully believe in everything that has happened or have no explanation for them. So I will try to describe everything the best that I can. I will start with a list of things that I have experienced. Number one, repetitive nightmares. Two, sleep paralysis. Three, humming noises. Increased allergy problems, increased depression, random nosebleeds, body aches, my pets acting strange, lights in the sky, bright lights outside my house, and strange marks on my body. 11 different points they make here. I have never been social, and I have never been able to talk to my parents about many things. Since I was a kid, I have had a problem struggling to sleep due to constant nightmares and random pains in my body. And, just recently, sleepwalking. I put quotations around that because I wasn't fully asleep, but not fully awake. But I'll get to that later. For nightmares, I've always had nightmares. I rarely ever have good dreams. For years, I've been plagued by repetitive nightmares. In my nightmares, I was always being chased or taken by someone or something. I never saw who or what it was. I also have repetitive nightmares of my dying in different ways, all of which are very vivid, and I'll explain more about that later. Sleep paralysis. I'm not sure if that's what I would call this exactly, but it is the closest thing to describe it. For example, on one occasion I was having a nightmare of me dying. There were these long arms wrapped around my body, squeezing me so hard that I could not breathe. I woke up from this dream and found that I couldn't move or breathe. I looked down at the foot of my bed to see a tall, dark figure standing there. I couldn't see what was stopping me from moving or breathing. The next thing I remember, I was sitting up in bed breathing heavily, and my face was wet as if I had been crying or sweating. 
I still have no explanation for what happened except maybe sleep paralysis. This happened just last year. Humming noises. I've always heard the deep humming noises in my ears. My dad always told me it was probably water in my ears. Which could be possible, I guess. And would be a reasonable explanation. The only thing is that it only occurs when other strange events are happening. Which I only noticed recently. I have never really had a problem with allergies until about two years ago. They started out of nowhere in the middle of the summer. I had been having more and more nightmares at that time as well. Not sure if it's anything important to all this. I just thought it was strange. Increased depression. In the past, I've had a little problem with low self-esteem and depression due to being bullied at school and my parents always arguing and fighting. But a few years ago, I'm not sure how long, it started again, out of nowhere. I've been pretty happy with my life since my last year in school and I have no reason to be depressed. I thought that was strange as well and worth mentioning. I've got random nosebleeds. First, I want to say that until this year, I've never had a nosebleed before. But at the beginning of the year, I started having them, mainly in my sleep. What strikes me as odd about it and worries me a little is that the doctors can find no explanation for them. They said, I could be getting too hot or something like that. Body aches. When I say body aches, I mean deep pains throughout my chest, back, and hip areas. I do not know why they occur, but they get so bad that I have to call into work and cannot stand to move much. Yes, I have mentioned this to my family doctor as well, and there is no explanation for them. My pets act strange. We have three dogs and two cats. One of the dogs is a chihuahua, the other a dash hound, and the other a lap pit mix. The bigger dog usually stays out during the day and inside at night. Ever since we got him, he has been terrified of staying outside at night. It will be late at night, usually between midnight and three, and he will pace back and forth from the back door to the front door, growling. If I open the door to let him out, he will not go out, but gets excited and starts whining instead. He'll only go out if I go out with him. My dash hound will just sit there staring at the door, tilting his head back and forth, not reacting much. At first, I thought it might be maybe because there was a bear or mountain lion out around the area at night, but I have two cats, and they've been just fine for months. Although sometimes, very rarely, all the animals will act the same exact way and the cats will scratch at the front door begging to come in, which they don't normally do. Maybe it is a wild animal. I'm not sure, but let me know what you guys think. Lights in the sky. When I was young, my parents, little brother, and I were driving back down a road on our way home from my grandparents' house. And my parents pulled the car over and got out. They were staring at the sky in amazement. When my brother and I looked out the window, we saw what they were staring at. There were two light formations in the sky in the shape of a triangle. It was a nighttime, so it was dark, and we could see them clearly. 
We sat there for what seemed like an hour before they just flashed and disappeared. My parents got back in the car, but all they could say was, wow. Bright lights outside my house. When I was about 12 years old, I was laying in bed one night just staring at the walls trying to fall asleep when a sudden bright blue light shone through my window. My window was located at the head of my bed. I got up and opened my curtains and I looked out. The light was coming from within the woods behind my house. I couldn't tell where it was coming from exactly because it was so bright. I got scared, I closed my curtains, and moved to the opposite side of my bed. And I watched as the light through my curtain faded away. Needless to say, I didn't sleep that night. I was terrified. The next day after school, I asked my parents, little brother, and my neighbors if they had seen it. But nobody had. Strange marks on my body. The creepiest thing about all this to me is the strange markings I found on my chest. Ever since I could remember, I would wake up with this little red dot all over my chest that looks like pinpricks. They're not bumps, they're not bug bites, they just look like a few needles have pricked my skin. Sometimes it's two or three, sometimes five or six, and it's right where my chest aches. When I wake up in the morning, sometimes my skin there feels irritated or my chest feels sensitive. I even have some on my chest at this moment. There's absolutely no explanation for them. I would say maybe some kind of bug or something, but they've been appearing since I was a child. Now, I'm not sure if any of this is proof or evidence that I have been, quote, abducted by aliens or anything, but these events are very strange to me, and I have no explanation for them. If anyone could please comment and let me know, if you've had any of these experiences or any of this happened to you, or even post a reasonable explanation, please do. Sorry for this post being so long, and thank you for reading. So I'll kind of scroll down here a little bit and talk about some of the replies, because people can comment on these. Balthax13 says, I've had the same issues sleeping as you. Smoking marijuana helps quite a bit but not sure to tell you about the aliens, LOL. And Kim replies back, you're right, it does, but I don't smoke anymore, although it is tempting at times, LOL. Tizzy with three Ys says, after observing the triangle UFO with your brother, was that then these things started happening or were they happening before it? Kim says, I'm not sure. My memory is absolutely terrible and I am surprised I was able to remember as much as I did. I don't believe that it was after. I'm sorry, I do believe it was after. When I think back to it, I don't remember anything unusual happening before that. Tizzy said back, Well, I've looked into the, uh, these cases for a while, and I see a clear correlation here. When people observe, you know, big bizarre UFOs acting weird, or most common a triangle-shaped craft, after observing UFOs, they can suddenly become psychic or be abducted the next week or so, or the most common is to have constant synchronicities, most commonly involving owls and numbers. But that triangle UFO is often reported. And then Kim goes on to say, I've heard about the owl thing and have seen the movie Fourth Kind, which was actually one of few movies that actually freaked me out, and have been researching how they connect with some abductions. I find 
that my story has some similarities to other people's stories, although I have never had weird experiences with an owl and have actually seen only one in the wild in my lifetime. Although I've had an experience with a cat that is kind of like the stories of the owls that I have been reading. This gray cat would just show up randomly at my house, around my house, yes, mostly at night, and it would just start sitting there staring at me. Come to think of it, my childhood home was surrounded by the woods, and every time I saw the cat, it would just be sitting just at the edge of the woods. The only other person who ever saw the cat was my cousin who spent the night with me one time. I woke up in this panicked and sort of shocked state after a nightmare. Anyways, I was wondering if you had any other thoughts on this. And they go on, blah, 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 so on and so forth. So uh, it's really interesting. I don't know. I I think these are very fascinating. I think it's it's interesting that a lot of these kind of correlate together. And a lot of people have the same actual, you know, experiences with all this. And you can chalk it all up to the fact that, you know, we have wild imaginations or we've seen one too many UFO movie or read one too many scary book. And especially nowadays, you know, you can read one story and jump online and, like I say, make up your wildest dream and feed it to everybody. And half of us are probably going to believe it. But I don't know. Reddit seems like a pretty interesting place to go find this kind of stuff. And, uh, Another interesting one here says, Red Diamond with Dots, please help. As a child, we would stop at sleazy hotels in Atlanta, Georgia, in the middle of nowhere. I was about nine years old. All I recall is waking up with sort of jolting consciousness. I got up to use the restroom and noticed markings on my arm. Looking into the mirror after exiting the bathroom, I was pretty shocked. Red geometrical patterns traced my body, very symmetrical with each other. I had red diamonds wrapping around my arms, covering my torso, and onto my face. No one believes me to this day, but I have heard similar stories. One was about another young girl who had the same markings after being found in the fields at night in the yard from her house. She spoke of space and said the ship she was aboard, according to the teller of the story. I just need to know if anyone has ever had experienced anything like this or similar. Red diamonds. They are in a pattern from decreasing to increasing size. Maybe five before the pattern restarted. And from my memory, I recall a red dot above and below the diamonds. I can't find anything similar online, and I'm reaching out to the Reddit community for help. For the record, I'm now 23 years old and was traveling during an incident and have no recollection of where in Georgia I was. And there's not really any replies. It's just one person asking if they have Discord. We have a Discord server dedicated to alien abductions. What? And meetings and have been around for a year and a half. I think your story will be very interesting and welcomed. You might find out a lot about extraterrestrials and their motives. And possibly why they abducted you. And then they give a website here. Damn, maybe we'll jump in there one of these days and have a chit-chat with some folks. That's interesting in itself. Has any abduction story ever resulted in the abductee eventually disappearing forever? This is by ZZIZIXX. And then Flaky Agent replies back, lots. But how would anyone know for sure? There are only theories. 
One theory I read about, I can't remember the case, so if someone by chance knows, uh, feel free to link it, was a man who went missing while camping in the vast wilderness. I can't remember if he was alone to begin with or if he was with people and became separated. Either way, he didn't turn up for months. There was a search party and everything, which ended up finding his campsite far off the path from where he was intended to be. They didn't find him or signs of struggle that could be indications of what happened. What they did find was a bit disturbing. A bit away from his campsite, they found his clothes and his shoes. However, they were in a strange pile and covered in an even stranger liquid. The liquid even filled the boots. One person said the pile of clothing was stacked funny. They said something like, if he had been standing upright and suddenly vanished and all the clothes just fell straight down on top of each other, that's how they found them. So take this with what you will. Some people thought this was an alien involvement. Some thought spontaneous combustion, etc. Wow. Somebody goes on to say, I think Granger Taylor is one of those, but I think there was a Scandinavian case that's similar to him, but I may be misremembering. Um, I was getting ready to say, it reminds me a lot of these missing 411 cases, and then the next person on here says, most abduction stories are from the abducted. If they disappear forever, how are they supposed to tell their story? As for mysterious disappearances, there's plenty. Specifically, some of the disappearances in the missing 411 cases could be related. Who knows? Interesting. Well, yeah, so there you go, guys. Um, some interesting stuff from Reddit. Um, I don't want to drone on too long, and I really don't want to go in much farther because I have not a whole lot of shit prepared. But I do have an interesting uh, listener story that I've been sitting on for quite a while, and I want to go ahead and take the opportunity to share this too. So we'll cue up the spooky music. As long as I can remember, I felt like I've been watched my whole life. In the basement, on vacation, in dark rooms, when I'm all by myself, and sometimes when I'm asleep. It's hard to describe the feeling I get, and I've never seen who exactly it is watching me. I have caught a glimpse of something strange, however. Now, most of my life I've been plagued by sleep paralysis, meaning I've fallen asleep and woken up where my brain is awake, but my body is still frozen or petrified. I've witnessed strange clouds of black, inky masses receding into the corners of my bedroom. I've seen six or eight faces above me staring down that I can only describe as almond-shaped with large eyes and also goblins. But what's most bizarre now is I haven't been plagued by sleep paralysis for probably 10 or more years. But something more sinister has been toying with me as of late. I've noticed over the last few years in the new house I live in, a strange thing watching me from the shadows of empty rooms. It's not a creature per se with a face or eyes or your Slendermans, or your Babadooks, or anything like that. It is just simply a sphere 
that's hiding in the darkness. There's times where I lay down to watch TV at night before I go to bed, and I can't help but get that eerie, prickly, slimy feeling of something watching me. And this always happens right before I fall asleep. I'll be watching TV, getting heavy-eyed, and I'll get the strange feeling of something, you know, viewing me from afar. And if I look across the living room, down the hallway, I'll see a perfectly circular sphere hovering about six feet off the ground. It is only lit enough for me to barely see the edges inside the darkness. It hovers, it doesn't move, it just simply sits there. I look at it long enough to think, holy shit, what is that? And then I drift off into the darkness of sleep. Now I'll lay in the living room and fall asleep for a couple hours, normally waking up at 3 or 4 in the morning. I'll turn the TV off, if it hasn't turned itself off, and I'll walk to bed. And when the light comes in the morning, I'll walk down the hallway to where this sphere normally is, only to discover there's no explanation. It's not the ceiling fan light. It's not a basketball on a shelf. It simply cannot be explained. I wait for it some nights, watching, hoping I can capture it, camera in hand, ready to go. I've spent nights on the couch, relaxed, watching TV, but with my cell phone camera at the ready, any minute to lift it up and take the photo to send you guys. To no avail, I've never captured it on camera. It's almost like it knows I'm waiting for it. In some kind of sick peekaboo, I never see it until I've had long enough to forget. Only when I've finally given up and not thought about it for several days, I'll then notice it. As I drift off to sleep, I get that all-too-familiar, slimy, clammy feeling like something's staring at me. I'll glance over right before I close my eyes for good and see it hovering in the darkness. Anyway, that's all for now. Hopefully I'll have news soon for you. But for now, thank you so much for reading my story and thank you for your show. So that is very bizarre. Um, it sounds kind of like a sphere, almost like that, uh, the movie phantasm, maybe, um, with those, those fears that fly around and kill people. Anyway, hopefully it's not that menacing, but yeah, very peculiar, something lurking in the shadows watching. Well, guys, I think that's a good place to put a pin in. I don't think I could drone on much longer and keep your attention just flying solo. Although maybe this episode's a bit more coherent now that I'm not, you know, dying from the puppy flu like I was last time. Although uh, that might have been more entertaining. Anyway, um, yeah, I'm going to end it there, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for your support. Thank you for sharing the show. Thank you for the kind words, the love, and uh, everything else. And as always, if you have a beard... Grow a beard. No, what does Preston say? Have a beard, beard. Have a beard. Want a beard? Grow a beard. Want a dank, nasty Bigfoot beard? 
you got to tame that beard and take care of it. So please go to BigDobsBeardBomb.com and use promo code P-X-L-P-A-R-A for 20% off your entire purchase. Um, we all use this product here, and it keeps our beards lush and vibrant and uh, lots more adjectives that make it sound really great because it is. Uh, big shout out to Big Dobbs. Check out Mark's solo podcast, Pixelated Sausage. It is where he talks about all sorts of great stuff that he's into at the moment or played or watched or experienced. Maybe even some oatmeal he's ate recently that he wants to tell you all about. Check out Sports Cars Unleashed, our buddy Rich's show. And uh, yeah, thank you guys so much for listening. And we will catch you again next week with Presto and I. Uh, we won't have Steven next time because he had to go out of town again to take care of some uh, some client business. But, uh, yeah, Presto and I will be bringing the heat talking about Mother Nature. So we'll catch you guys next time. Thank you so much. The cast that Pixelated Paranormal would like to thank you for listening to this week's episode. Pixelated Paranormal is here to tell you tales of the fantastical, the strange, the unknown. Tales that will move you a little further down the paranormal highway. If you'd like to share your own listener story, we would love to hear it. You have two ways. One, email us at pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. Again, that's pixelatedparanormal at gmail.com. If you'd like to leave us a voicemail, we have that set up too. Dial us at 707-523-4263. Again, that's 707-523-4263. We'd really love to hear from you. Again, thanks for listening to this week's episode of Pixelated Paranormal, your guide to the unusual and the strange.